Hello and welcome, friends, to Journey to Grateful, a podcast designed to explore the many obstacles of living life after loss. I've created this show to help guide anyone who is newly experiencing loss, educate those who are unsure how to help someone who has, and I truly hope our stories embrace everyone who is currently living a life through the loss of someone special. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, a father and a widower. Now, saying that title, that truth, out loud often surprises me, even today. There are many who feel the same way and are willing to share their own stories in hopes of lending a helping hand. I'd like to begin by thanking my many contributors who you will come to know truly make this show possible. Sharing our experiences honestly will help to create a better understanding of the many aspects of loss. I hope these stories will become the foundation of your own journey to grateful. Welcome to our community. I am so very thankful that you've decided to join us. Let's begin our journey together. Accepting death before it happens. In all honesty, I will just be frank with you. This is not going to be an easy podcast. With the initial statement, it's it's almost unfair because it really brings about a question. And that question is, is it really possible to accept death before it occurs? And I would suggest in some ways, yes. Yet in many, many ways, no, not at all. And if you know my story, then you know that I'm unfortunately qualified to kind of speak on this specific topic. You see, my wife, Colleen, battled breast cancer for a couple of years and then at the very end of 2018 we discovered that her breast cancer metastasized into brain tumors she had reached a point early in 2020 where it was determined that the treatment just was not effective it wasn't doing what it was supposed to be doing there was no progress and it also was becoming toxic Now, the realization of these additional issues were progressing. It it kind of became evident to us even weeks before we found out because Colleen was experiencing some cognitive issues. Now, she was a very intelligent, well-spoken person. She was actually an engineer, and she was a manager of more than a dozen team members that were uh, dealing with software quality assurance. So in 2020, when her sudden need to search for words became more of a typical situation in usually very typical conversations or even her inability to focus very well, it became pretty obvious what was going on. And as I look back at the beginning, uh, there were many signs showing us the treatment was actually struggling to overcome the effects of the tumors. And at the end of May, it became necessary for us to completely stop treatment and then shift our focus to her quality of life. Weeks before, Colleen and I had several conversations with her realizing that she was having some additional issues. And those conversations were usually on the way to or from appointments, which brought us closer to the realization that our time together would not be as long as we had planned. 
Now, through my experience, I can say with certainty it is not an easy task to accept, and I air quote, accept death before it occurs. Now, of course, it does allow us to prepare, but that preparation does not allow for the better acceptance of the inevitable. It just merely provides us the ability to start the process sooner. Now, for Colleen, it gave her the ability to initiate difficult discussions that she knew that her and I had to have. I was the typical denying husband, telling her, no, no, we don't need to talk about that. But she was wise and insisted that we did. Ultimately, she gave me a gift by doing so. She was insightful at the time, and I think for herself, she needed to to do it truly for herself. In, in fact, she provided for me the permission to move forward when the time came. That is how wonderful she was. And in those discussions, I saw her struggle with her need to continue her fight versus the, the knowledge that it might be time for her to start her own journey of acceptance a bit sooner than she had hoped. That word acceptance in, in many ways is just not an appropriate word. It, it actually sounds strangely like a good thing, and it's not. It wasn't. And I have no idea what word would be better. I guess I think of it less as an acceptance and more of it as a preparation. But then again, that word is just a little bit too sterile and it's not personal enough, but that's pretty accurate. Either way, attempting to answer that statement, how to accept death before it happens, it becomes more of the accepting the inevitable, which is what our story was really all about. Now, grief for me began weeks before my actual loss. And sadly, both Colleen and I had the opportunity to share our grief together. In a way, it was a gift to both of us. I know that her largest concern is and was our children. And actually, if I'm honest, to this very day, I'm sure, certain that it's, it still is. But I had the ability to talk about our family together with her in those last days. And she shared her confidence with me that we had done well with them. And that she was sorry that she wouldn't be there for the rest of it. We had a unique opportunity to prepare together in those last months, but I would suggest that our preparation began years before, probably soon after her diagnosis. You see, Colleen was a planner, and that was a detail about her that I grew to appreciate over our 15 plus years, gosh, it was probably 16 and a half years together. Her cancer diagnosis brought out the planner in her early days in 2020, I'm sorry, 2017. But the tumor diagnosis at the end of 2018 kind of put that entire planning situation into overdrive. I will always be thankful for her to push me to talk about really what I didn't want to face and for pushing us to take care of many financial details as well. But she had been through it all before and she knew what to expect. She knew what I was going to be faced with. 
Now, for anyone listening to this episode that might not truly know her story, Colleen's first husband, Rob, passed suddenly in 1999, just three years after they married and nine months after their daughter was born. So she knew what we were preparing for, and she knew what I was going to be left with, and she knew it based on her experience. And I'm so very grateful what she did and what she pushed us to face. Now, no one has the opportunity, obviously, to see the future. Because if we could, we would change our plans and, and accommodate tragedy or loss very, very easily and very readily. But what we do instead is we, we prepare for the what if. And I would certainly urge everyone to take the time to plan together. I don't care if it's a financial plan or if it's a personal plan, if it's a household plan, just put something into action. If you plan for the what if today, your tomorrows will be easier to navigate. Take the suggestion from one who has actually lived it. Thanks to Colleen, we had an updated will. We had solid financial plan. We had a lot of bills paid and taken care of, and that's thanks to her insistence, her hard work, and her focus. And although I know people are out there who planning is a grief avoidance tactic to help get through their initial loss, and they probably do it very well, but it makes those first few days just very exhausting and extra challenging. And believe me, those first few days are exhausting and challenging enough. So if you can, plan for what you can, when you can. So now that I've said that, maybe we should talk about planning versus acceptance, because there is definitely a difference. There is planning after a loss, and then there's acceptance of a loss. And they are definitely two very different things. During the grieving process, I would stress that it's important to keep those two separate, very clearly separate. Because if you believe that the planning after loss is accepting the loss, you'd be absolutely wrong. And in several weeks later, your walls are going to fall down and you're going to hit a wall. So don't confuse all the planning you need to do as a substitute for getting through it appropriately, counseling perhaps to help you through your loss. As I reflect back on the title of this episode again, I see the unfairness of its initial statement. From my point of view, acceptance tends to come over a period of time. Or if I'm being completely honest, when no other option is available. That's when I have acceptance because there is nothing left. Now, for me, it was time which brought me to the acceptance, albeit kicking and screaming all along the way. And time gave us, ironically enough, options and also gave us hope. But that time, that same exact time, just as easily took that hope away. Our acceptance developed over that same time, providing for us that knowledge that we did everything that we could, and yet time was no longer possible. So our daughter and I, we actually often speak about how we accepted our loss ahead of so many others. But then again, when we talk about it, we realize that it was because we were living it every day. And as with everyone's story, 
it's going to be different with a common thread running through it, as I've said on the website before. But our acceptance was quite the same because her and I navigated the same road. We traveled the exact same path. And because of the time that we had, we experienced it all. Ultimately, there is no easy answer to whether or not you can accept death before it actually happens. Because that experience, that journey is going to be completely different for everyone. There are positive aspects to it, but it's never going to be an easy journey. So with that said, thank you for joining me today and allowing me to share with you my story. This podcast and the stories on journeytograteful.com exist to help others who are experiencing their grief in many different ways. We hope that a story or a podcast episode can offer guidance and support for whatever their journey happens to be. But to reach as many people as possible, I need to ask you for help. I'd love for you to share our website and our podcast with anybody you know who may benefit from our mission. But more importantly, this podcast will only grow if more people become aware of it. This is where you come in. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the podcast, and simply show that this podcast is hitting home with many people. I've provided an easy way for you to do this if you just simply go over to the website, select the podcast page, and on that page, select leave a review button. And you'll just be taken directly to the podcast on Apple Podcasts where you can leave a review and rate the show. With your help and many reviews, Apple will deliver the show to more people and thus, as a community, we will grow our help beyond anything we could possibly imagine. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. Also, if you have any idea for a show, or if you would like to become a contributor by sharing your story, or even if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can find the reach out page on journeytograteful.com and connect with me today. And lastly, if you don't like leaving a message in writing, but you'd like to talk, I have a voicemail set up. So feel free to call day or night, 24-7, 262-298-CHAT. The numbers again are 262-298-2428. The number can also be found on our website. So as I say goodbye and thank you once again for joining me, I'd like to leave you with a powerful thought that I discovered from a journalist, Jan Gildwell. You can clutch the past so tightly to your chest that it leaves your arms too full to embrace the present. Quite a profound thought. So take that with you. And from Journey to Grateful, I wish that your day is better and your week ahead is fulfilled as much as it possibly can. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you at the next show. Bye-bye.